millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is 7 News with Ann Sanders. It's the news we'd been fearing. Victoria's COVID scare has jumped the border now in New South Wales. An infected Victorian man and his family visited a number of regional towns on our south coast and in the southern tablelands. Jervis Bay, Hyams Beach, Vincentia and the city of Goulburn all now on high alert. Meanwhile, in Victoria, the lockdown has been extended with the entire state to spend another week in isolation. Robert Avadia joins us now live from the newsroom where the latest details are coming in. Hi there, Rob. A number of New South Wales communities are on high alert right now. Yes, Anne, and it's uh, very unfortunate for those areas of the south coast having been ravaged by bushfires and then the last COVID scare and lockdown with uh, all the tourist dollars they need. And now this uh, in uh, Hyams Beach and you just mentioned Vincentia 2, Huskisson. And here's the chronology of what happened around Jervis Bay. It was Sunday, May 23, that this Victorian man, his wife and children stayed at Green Patch Campground. That is in uh, Jervis Bay. They visited Cooked Goose Cafe at Hyams Beach and also the Coles at Vincentia here. All of these areas are uh, neighbouring, of course. On May 24, they stopped off at the Goulburn's Big Merino Shell service station and Trapper's Bakery. That was on their way back home to Victoria. They arrived in Melbourne. The following day, the man developed symptoms. But this is the important part of the story. It was another six days before he subsequently got himself tested, despite showing those symptoms, and uh, disastrously had COVID-19. So uh, that's not to say that uh, it will reach New South Wales in terms of infections, but we do know the uh, Indian strain is particularly virulent. It is uh, passing a lot more easily. It's more contagious, as we heard from Victoria's uh, Chief Health Officer yesterday. So the fear is here that uh, in the next few days it may well emerge that there are more, there are some people in New South Wales who have been infected. We were at the, um, the Cooked Goose, uh, Hyams Beach Cafe, so that's our local, and then the local Coles in Vincentry as well, which is where we're from. I've got elderly family. Um, that aren't, you know, best of health, so that's a little bit nervous. At the moment, um, the family of this member has also tested positive, and we're working with our colleagues in Victoria to understand the timing of the onset of their illness. Well, Rob, Victoria's lockdown has been extended. The state's chief health officer has described this virus outbreak as an absolute beast. Yeah, not mincing his words uh, at either at all either, Brett Sutton, describing it as a beast for a number of factors. There are, there are now 60 people who have been caught up in this cluster. More than 5,000 people now considered close contacts. Six uh, extra numbers added to the tally today. The uh, 
vicious part, I guess, is the fact that it's the, the Indian strain, as I just mentioned, particularly contagious, and that has them very, very much on edge. You look at all of those deserted streets in Melbourne, uh, it was 160 days they spent uh, they had spent in lockdown before last Friday. By the end of this, it will be 174. So taking very much a financial and crippling emotional toll on many Melburnians who do not want this to continue. Rob Avadia reporting. Thank you very much, Rob. To breaking news, a man has been winched into an ambulance helicopter from Bushland after a bike accident in Worrywood. Paramedics rescued the 50-year-old who suffered a dislocated hip from an area near the Mater Maria College. He's been flown to Royal North Shore Hospital in a stable condition. A group of alleged kidnappers has appeared in a Sydney court after being arrested in a dramatic police raid yesterday. Andrew Denny is following the story. Andrew, it's claimed a huge ransom demand had been made. For more than 24 hours after police stormed this industrial complex at Reevesby, police are still going through this crime scene today, seizing evidence and luxury vehicles. It was here they say that former lone wolf bikey Dylan Mancuso was brought, stripped down to his underwear and beaten in an extortion attempt. Claiming in court the group was seeking between 30 and $100 million in exchange for his safety. Security cameras captured three vehicles arriving at the site at 3.30 yesterday morning, half an hour after allegedly kidnapping Mancuso from his family's Brinjelli home. But police were hot on their tails, storming the complex a few hours later. Uh, it's like a war zone. Mm, the uh, yeah, it was just really horrible. We used to see him coming up and down, driving and that convoy of cars and motorbikes, Harley Davidsons and that, just noisy, and um, it just seemed pretty suspicious. Plenty of cars coming around, very expensive-looking cars, are very loud bikes. In all, 11 people were arrested, 10 of those facing court today. The men didn't apply for bail. Their matters have all been adjourned until next week. We might be making any comments at this stage. Were, were they involved in the kidnapping at all? Matters? The matters will be defended. We can't discuss the matter outside the court. It's, uh, the clients are doing the best they can. We'll know about it more on Monday. Now as for the alleged victim of this extortion attempt, he spent the night in hospital for his injuries, but his family says he is now doing OK. Thanks, Andrew. A Sydney council is facing a damage bill in the millions after several of its garbage trucks exploded in flames last night. It's caused headaches for residents with trucks unavailable for routine bin collections. Tom Saker has the story. Tom, it was a dramatic operation for firefighters. Good afternoon. The damage bill could exceed $2 million after four garbage trucks were completely destroyed by a fire at the Canley Vale Depot last night. Nine of the 14 truck fleet are still out of action. Firefighters arrived around 9pm and were confronted with rapidly spreading flames. The fire was caused by a mechanical fault in one of the trucks, which are worth $350,000 each. When diesel spilt under the other trucks, the fire spread quickly. The depot services 27 suburbs and 210,000 homes, so staff will have to work overtime to make sure the bins are emptied. Residents have been told to expect delays for at least the next 24 hours. It's really disappointing and council has worked uh, throughout the, the uh, the early hours of the morning to make sure that we put in place a plan uh, and we're really focused in making sure that our residents uh, waste gets picked up. Surrounding council areas have offered their trucks to help with the backload and ratepayers won't have to pick up the bill. 
the trucks are insured. Thanks, Tom. Australia's miraculous recovery from the grips of COVID-19 continues to defy belief. New figures show the economy is now bigger than it was before the pandemic. Rob Scott is live in Canberra. Rob, what are the numbers? Well, and the economy grew by another 1.8% over the first three months of the year, driven by an increase in household spending and private sector investment. Uh, federal government tax incentives helped push the strongest quarterly rise in spending on machinery and equipment in more than a decade. And a surge in building approvals boosted by the Home Builder program has seen the largest quarterly growth in housing investment since 2003. And as restrictions around the country have eased, consumers are spending a lot more in hotels, cafes and restaurants and on transport. The Australian economy is even bigger than it was going in to the pandemic. A feat achieved by no major advanced economy around the world. Growth in the economy should be stronger than what we see today. But we won't get that stronger growth without fewer lockdowns and we won't get fewer lockdowns uh, without sorting out vaccinations uh, and quarantine. Today's figures predate the latest Victorian lockdown, which is estimated to be costing the economy $100 million a day. And Rob, Australia's former finance minister, Matthias Cormann, has taken office as the next secretary general of the OECD. Yes, he has, and officially handed the key at a ceremony in Paris, where he used his speech to call on the world's richest nations to develop more ambitious plans to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions. We must drive and promote global leadership on ambitious and effective action on climate change to achieve global net zero emissions as soon as possible, but no later than 2050. Now, that is an about-face to his time in government where he was opposed to such targets. And Rob Scott in Canberra. Thank you, Rob. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Australia's third airline, Rex, has upped the ante in its war on Qantas, accusing the national carrier of sitting on a billion dollars of refunds still owed to customers for cancelled flights. Paul Caddick is covering the story, Paul. Rex is pulling no punches. Good afternoon, Rex. Opening up this new front in the current battle between our domestic airlines, slamming rival Qantas in full-page newspaper ads for its handling of COVID cancellations, featuring comments from frustrated Qantas passengers from Qantas's own social media complaining they haven't been able to get a refund. Rex accusing Qantas of, quote, underhanded tactics, claiming there could be more than a billion dollars worth of tickets due for a refund, with some passengers waiting over a year. All while trumpeting its own policy of giving passengers is a full cash refund for COVID cancellations, which it says has cost the airline $28 million, with cancellations due to the current lockdowns in Victoria expected to cost millions more. Qantas is undermining the confidence of people in Australia to book and pay for a flight because, as you can see from the comments, Qantas makes it extremely difficult for people 
to get a full refund. In a statement, Qantas says it won't be drawn into a public slanging match, but says it's been offering extra flexibility to passengers who can choose between a refund, a voucher or a rebooking if there's a COVID-related cancellation. Certainly no love lost between the airlines. The backdrop to all of this is the renewed competition for flights between Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane, the so-called Golden Triangle, with formerly just regional wrecks now challenging Qantas and Virgin. Tonight at 6, how that competition is about to be stepped up even further and what it could mean for passengers. Pope Francis has made the most extensive changes to Catholic Church law in almost 40 years. The pontiff broadened canon law against the sexual abuse of adults and children by priests and church staff. Grooming, sexual abuse and failure to report sex crimes to church authorities have been criminalised. The revisions, which come into effect in December, are the first changes to canon law in 38 years. For many spinal cord injury patients, the dream to walk again is rarely realised. Now, a landmark trial by Australian researchers is aiming to change that, combining technology and exercise to rewire the brain. Amelia Brace has the details. Well, the goal of this international trial is quite simple, to help people with spinal cord injuries walk again. The groundbreaking therapy enhances communication between the brain and the body, restoring the function of remaining spinal nerves by sending electrical pulses through electrodes that sit on the surface of the skin over the spinal cord. When coupled with step and walk training, the therapy helps to rewrite the neural pathways that have been impaired. Neurostimulation restores communication between the brain and the body and starts bringing all these things back, starts actually uh, giving people back these things years, even decades after their injury. Already the signs are good, with results of recent smaller studies coming back positive, with volunteers overseas even being able to stand and walk. But researchers say they need to complete larger clinical trials before the technology can be used in practice. The therapy would be inexpensive for people to gain and it would be easy to roll out in Australia and easy to spread all around the world. With 20,000 Australians living with paralysis, researchers here are calling for the federal government to invest in this research. With at least another $20 million needed to expand the trial. While new parents hope to be flooded with joy when their baby arrives, for many the experience can be the complete opposite. Now there's a free new service for parents with perinatal depression. Isabel Mullen has the details. Well, our new parents experiencing perinatal anxiety and depression now have access to free counselling in Western Sydney. Opening today at Westmead Private Hospital, Gidget House is recruiting local psychologists and offering individual counselling for parents who may be struggling. It's all about allowing people to break down that stigma of putting their hand up for help and to see them co-located here at Westmead within a maternity unit is another great step forward. An issue compounded by the pandemic, research suggests 80% of new parents have experienced heightened anxiety. This is the 13th service of its kind in New South Wales. We know that people feel an awful lot of fear and denial and shame about what they're experiencing. And we know that this illness is actually very recoverable. Perry 
Perinatal depression and anxiety affects one in five mothers and one in ten fathers, the equivalent of 100,000 Australian parents each year. Go out, reach out. Um, get help and the Gidget Foundation is an amazing support. Free and covered by Medicare, parents will need a referral from their GP to access this facility. Angie's here with the forecast. Hi there Angie, there's a change on the way tomorrow. Hello Anne, yes, after a long run of sunshine tomorrow it will bring a very grey change so hopefully we enjoyed today. The city's top was a very nice 22 degrees, the low of 9.4, cool although spot on average for this time of year. The latest satellite image shows cloud cover building right across our state now. A trough and low in our west triggered some showers and storms across inland regions today. Tomorrow that wet weather makes its way further across the state all the way to the coast. It is fairly fast moving so that system should clear our east during Friday. To the capitals for tomorrow, that wet weather also reaching Brisbane. Rain periods ahead and 22 degrees tomorrow. Showers also developing right across Canberra, Melbourne and into Adelaide. Hobart staying fine though with a partly cloudy top of 16 degrees. Settled and 21 degrees for Perth. There will be a lot more cloud cover in the picture across the CBD tomorrow and it will be rain bearing. So falls should pick up from late morning we're likely to record around 10 millimetres in the gauge. As a result, the night will be warmer, dipping to 11 degrees, but the day a fair bit cooler, just 18 degrees. To the week ahead for Sydney, the wet weather will ease back to showers from Friday, so we're only expecting a few millimetres. The weekend is clear and cool, a top of 18 degrees for both the city and our west on Saturday. will be a chilly morning on Sunday, 8 degrees in the city, dipping to 4 in our west, settled and much warmer from Tuesday onwards, getting a little bit cooler for Wednesday once again. Though.